Hello and welcome to the Bookworm Podcast, episode hey. 18. 18! Woo! I'm Hannah. I'm Jo! And we've just been to McDonald's. Oh, it was so good. So basically, we're talking to you from like way in the past because we mentioned in an earlier episode that we're living further apart. So we are meeting when we meet, we do quite a lot of podcasts and then we're like releasing them week by week. So we've just done four podcasts in a row and they were getting we were getting increasingly loopy, weren't we? You you can probably tell while listening to them. Yeah, listen to the previous ones. We got loopy. Um, <laughs> and um, so eventually we're like, we need to go to Mackey's and oh, guys. It's the best Mackey's. It was really good. We had nuggets, we had nuggets. and chips. Yeah. From four different sources. There were so many sauces. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so moving on. This episode will be on Red Queen. Red Queen is by Victoria Aveyard. Aveyard. Or yep. is it Aveyard? It looks like Aveyard. Yeah, but Aveyard sounds really cool. Okay, sure. Aveyard. Aveyard. No, I think it is Aveyard. Sorry, Victoria Aveyard, we're taking the mickey out of your name. But yeah, you write great books, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> if she's listening. I don't think the Mackie stopped us going looping. Oh, God, it's just made it worse. <laughs> it really has. Okay, so Red Queen. Yes. Quick summary. Um, the world is split into two people. Some have silver blood, some have red blood. Um, the Silverbloods have magic and they rule, they have all the power, they have royal families and aristocracy and stuff. The Redbloods are oppressed, they're at war. The Redbloods, unless they have a job and jobs are like impossible to come by and you need like a trade and a skill or like you need to, you need an apprenticeship. Unless you get that, then at 18 you get conscripted. Um, boy or girl, it all get conscripted. There's like trench warfare, it's a pretty grim war. Um, and like lots of people die and stuff like that. Um, the main character is called Mare, um, and she's got, I think, four brothers are in the war. Hmm. And she's got a younger sister called Jisa, who is, like, all set. And she's, she's like, 14, but she's basically going to not... She, she'll be fine to not go to war because she's can weave. Uh, but Mare's decided to go into war, and her best friend, Kielon, was going to be safe. He had an apprenticeship, but then he's his master died, so he's also going to have to go to war in a few months. Um and she's a pickpocket anyway like it's going on they're oppressed it's all miserable she's like getting ready to be sent off to war and stuff um and then she oh like stuff happens um but like basically yeah there's a whole plot there's there's a kind of underground rebellion that she becomes aware of they're trying to run away so they don't have to be conscripted and then um yeah they need a load of money to run away so they pickpocket some people but then the Jisa gets caught, her little sister and her hands get broken, hand gets broken and stuff. It's all a bit miserable. And then she tries to pickpocket this guy on the way home and then he's like, you're a pickpocket. And it's like, yes, hello. And then they kind of chat and become friends. And then it later turns out that he's the crown prince and he's just chilling in the kind of the streets and stuff. And he really likes her. So he sends her to get her a job serving in the castle. And then there's a big arena competition to decide who will marry Cal is the prince's name, by the way, to decide who will marry Cal because they want to find the most powerful girl with the most magic so that it will go into the bloodline. And it's pretty much obvious that like there's one girl called Evangeline that everyone's like, yeah, she's going to get it. Anyway, Mare's like walking around watching and then she accidentally falls into the arena because Evangeline like destroys the part of the arena where she's standing. And then she falls in and everyone's staring at her and then Evangeline goes to kill her and then she just fires lightning bolts out of her hand and everyone's like, what? She's got magic, but she's red, not silver. And... But because everybody sees it, the royal family can't just kill her. So they tell everyone that she's a long lost silver princess 
that um, was raised by Reds and has now found her way home. And they give her a whole identity and she has like lessons in education and learns how to control her magic and stuff. Um, but, um, and that she, like, on pain of death, has to pretend that she's a silver. And that's the kind of overall premise. And then there's a rebellion in that, obviously, because it's dystopian and there has to be a rebellion. Yep. Um, so, oh yeah, they, she gets engaged to Cal's younger brother, whose name is... Who's his name? Marvin. Marvin. Yeah, Marvin. 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 Um, and he is he's half brother because Cal's mum died, and his mum is called Elena, who's the current queen. And yeah, they're trying to like. Oh, Marvin joins the rebellion as well because he says that they need change, and so him, the two of them, are trying to like. They give the rebellion. Marvin gives the rebellion names of people that they need to kill to kind of. Um, change things and stuff and it's all going well and then there's like they sneak some of the rebellion into the castle and then who controls people with their mind? I think uh, the queen, Elena she, there becomes a scene where all the people in the rebellion get captured and then it turns out that Marvin was working, he wasn't actually part of the rebellion, he was just working for his mum who wanted him to like, infiltrate it because she wanted to overthrow the king and cow so that Marvin could become the next crown prince um, or king because they um, yeah so she, her plan was she controlled cow so cow picked up a sword and killed the king his dad and then um, then they were going to like execute cow and mare and everyone else involved in the rebellion all for killing the king and then she would still look like the good guy and Marvin would become king. And then there's like a huge scene at the end where Cal and Mare are going to be executed, but then they like go all like crazy with their powers and they're like fighting off everyone and like there's a huge fight scene and they escape. Hmm, that's the end of book one. Yes. Good enough plot summary? Yeah. I did it. Well done. Cool. Um Thoughts? What did you think of the book? Um, I recommended this book to you. You did. Um, I enjoyed it. I read it quite a while ago. Well, I bought it. You bought, you had it ages ago, and I looked at it on your bookshelf. Like I have that book, but I've never read it, and it was just sitting on my book, my bookshelf collecting dust, and I have now read it. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I really liked the stuff with the blood, like the um, yeah. silver blood and red. You know what I don't get? Because what? lips are red because they have so many capillaries. Mm. So. Surely, because like they said that silvers, they when they blush, they went pale because they had silver blood. Mm. But surely they would also have silver slash pale lips, yeah. and it would be really obvious that she wasn't. Because obviously they didn't, because otherwise it would have been really obvious that she wasn't a silver. They'd have also like that the insides of their mouths and like genitals would be so like pale oh, yeah. as well. And none of that was a thing. And I was like, but yeah, like anatomy. So that Maybe. was a bit of a plot hole I had with it. Yeah, the that's fact that true. they didn't have blatantly obvious different coloured body parts. I didn't think about that, but that's very true. Yeah, so plot hole. Plot hole. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Victoria, if you're listening. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they did say they had to put loads of makeup on her, mm. but that was more on her cheeks and stuff. I don't know how, you know, they couldn't change the colour of her mouth when she spoke and stuff. Mm. That just wasn't a thing. I wonder how that, that would work, though, because. Wait, would you have a light coloured mouth? Would it be like exactly. yeah. That's really weird. Like paler than your skin. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um Yeah, so I liked the the stuff. I liked 
I did, to be honest, I did quite like, you know, like, the royal household and, oh, she's infiltrated, she's not really meant to be there. I did like that. I really didn't like Mare, though. That was a huge criticism for me. Firstly, like, every decision she made, I was like, what? Why are you doing that? Like, there was no logic behind what she was thinking. She was very much a driven, like, I have to do this, I have to do this. She seemed quite impulsive. Yeah. um, And there was just no emotional background to her which explained why she made any decision she was just driven by overthrowing the silvers and we kind of said earlier that maybe it's just from being over familiar with dystopian worlds but compared to other dystopian worlds where like you know if you compare it to the hunger games where it's like so much like there is a huge problem in the society there it really needs to be fixed like there's war in this conscription which is a problem but that's the only like major oppression that there is Mm. um like she was fueled on with anger to join the rebellion when she found out her brother died but it turned out her brother didn't die at the end but like she thought that he did and i never i think part of the reason why i was so annoyed with her because i never believed that her brother was dead Mm. um so that's the thing when marvin um betrayed her I saw that coming. I did not see it coming. I I spent the whole time thinking if this Marvin guy doesn't turn out to be evil, he's a really bad character because he was too just very two dimensional, very um, like there was no logic to why he was betraying his entire family and society in order to join the rebellion and overthrow the Silvers. He, all he said was we need to change, and I was looking at the rebellion going, why are they buying this? This this isn't a good idea. Like he clearly is a spy. Mm. Um, the only shock for me is that I thought he was working for the king. Instead, he was working for his mum. Right. That was the that was the twist for me. I was shocked when he um Cal killed. Well, they made Cal kill the king. Um, so that was a good twist for me. But I didn't. I never believed anything that Marvin was saying and I, I kind of yeah I was glad when he did turn out to be evil because it would have been a very bad character if he wasn't evil yeah I didn't like Cal either but I liked him more at the end yeah I just remember not really liking him that much and then when Marvin was bad I was like oh for god's sake now there's no good man yeah yeah <laughs> um and um also it's like because obviously there's some things that dystopian novels just have to have they have to have a rebellion. They have to have... Oh, well, to be of that society, they have to have an oppressive government. They also seem to have to have... Oh, they have to have a strong female leader, obviously. They have to have a, a 16... Love triangle. Well, yeah, I'm coming on to that one. Okay, sorry. Give me time. Give me time. <laughs> yep, 16 to 18-year-old girls are absolutely unstoppable and they are the leaders of the world in the dystopian world, clearly. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they have to have a love triangle. And there wasn't one yet, but you can so see one forming because as they escaped... Um, her friend, I mentioned, yeah, I mentioned Killon, who mm. also joined the rebellion when he found out that she was working in the um, household and all that stuff. And so, yeah, she went off with him and Cal, and you can so see that being a love triangle. And I was just like, no, not another dystopian love triangle. See, I thought there'd be a love triangle between Marvin, Cal, and there. I think there was one for a bit, wasn't there? They tried to, but like, like, cause yeah, cause she was engaged to Marvin, but there was no romance with Marvin. That was just that they were forced engaged. Mm. She clearly fancied Cal, but I well maybe it was just because I thought Marvin was evil, but I never saw any spark or interest okay. on either side between Marvin or Mare. So mm. yeah, um, love triangles. But yeah, huge complaint about love triangles. If you're writing a dystopian novel, please don't put a love triangle in it. <laughs> Yeah, just so many other things you can do other than a love triangle. Just and so overdone yeah. and completely unrealistic to actual life. Yeah. Or maybe it isn't. Maybe I'm just 
alone. <laughs> what do you mean that girl has two guys fighting after her? Yeah. I have none. Exactly. That's exactly my life. That's why we make podcasts. <laughs> normal thing that everybody else is like I got bitter yeah <laughs> everybody else is like what do you mean you don't have two guys fighting over you the whole time yeah that's, that's just a thing that happens in life well <laughs> nah no it's just it's just got a bit boring to read about hasn't it and like yeah it yeah it's not necessary in a dystopian novel like the world is much more important than any love triangle but yeah, mm-hmm. that was a bit of a, a rant. So that, well, yeah. we kind of, we normally do a positives and negatives section, but I feel like we've dove straight into the negatives. Yeah. Shall well, we do positives just... and then do characters and just go backwards? Sure. Have we got any more negatives to mention then? Um, not that I can think of. No. Just no. the plot hole about the skin and the lips. That's true. Which I only just thought of like this second, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, things. so positives. Um, positives. I liked. Well, haven't we already done positives? I liked the. I have a few to add. Word. Okay, go for it. In the, it's very fast paced. So normally, a That's dystopian true. fantasy novel will have to explain the world because otherwise it it's just necessary and this doesn't it dives straight in not all of them do it but yeah this dives straight into just plot and action stuff happening there was no kind of long life introduction about the characters no um did, doesn't she get like um when she goes to the palace and is like pretending to be silver didn't she get like tutor lessons yeah and then that kind of explains a bit of the world she got the information as she went along yeah that was good explaining the world because like you know if you compare it to hunger games with like katniss gale out on the hills at the start chatting about the world and that kind of how they vocally explained the world to what was going on Mm. um so i like that um and um sorry we'll edit this (laughs) um just leave it in (laughs) make me look really silly um um, yeah i I quite like the powers it wasn't my favorite like magic power system it's just like you're just born with them but some of the powers that people had were quite cool yeah um and like the way that they used them were cool Mm -hmm. um like i maybe would have liked a bit more depth to the world and like how it got there but then that this kind of a flip side of it's both a positive and a negative it's a quick diving quickly read book i'm not really saying whole sentences am i it's fine <laughs> you can understand me um but yeah it means you kind of lose out on the history and the information and i would like a bit more but that's fine so that's yeah. my positives uh yeah characters hated mare didn't like mare did not like mare didn't like uh cal actually i didn't like many of them no me either. i've got all the characters listed here okay and i've got ones that i liked and didn't like i liked her little sister but her little sister was barely in it mm-hmm. and her family and her brothers um but I, I just didn't really like any of the main characters that actually had stuff to do with the plot. I think I it's just didn't like because of their motives. Like we said in the miseducation of Cameron Post episode, mm. the motives behind what they were doing, like their reasons for doing it, weren't clear. Yeah. And so, like, couldn't be. You need emotional depth to characters, otherwise, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. And when you're reading a character and just thinking, 
reading from a character's point of view and just going yours is so unrelatable it kind of it breaks the book up a bit and it makes yeah so i think that also readability wise the fact that i didn't really like there were no characters that is like i really like this person i know you liked marvin until mm. he turned bad mm. but there was just no characters that i really liked which just made it a little bit less re- easy to read because yeah I wasn't invested in any individual character and that's what I need to really get into a book so mm-hmm. I think that was a bit of a negative point for me yep so categories categories plot, plot. I it was a good plot but I think the twi- there was too much foreshadowing and I saw the twist coming so mm-hmm. I would give it a six I'm gonna give it a six yeah characters, characters. I'm gonna give it a two because I didn't like any of them wow. yeah no I think that's yeah I'm gonna go three I was quite harsh but like now that I sit and think about it it's like there were no characters that I just no. Uh, feels? Didn't get any. No. Two. Two. Uh, world? World was good. I like the world. I'm going to give that a seven. I'm going to give it an eight. Ooh. Readability? I'm going to give it a six. Again, because of the character issue. I'm going to give it a seven, because mm-hmm. I did read it quite I did read it quite quickly, but I was never kind of... Like, you know, when you when you are so into a book that like you want to come home and just read it, and like, it's like mm. when you're out and about. Like, I love a book that when you're out and about, and if you're at work or whatever, and you're just kind of in the back of your mind kind of thinking about the characters and what's going on in the book and what might happen or what, you know, theories, or like, you've just got that in your head and I just, you can't wait to go back and read the next chapter. I just didn't have that with this book, so whilst I went quickly, it wasn't quite as engaging. Yeah. Overall? Overall, five point... Four. Oh, we're back on the point. We're back on the point. I was going to say 5.7. Ooh, okay. I'm going higher. Okay. Mm, yeah, I like the world, so. Yeah. Cool. There we go. Well, <laughs> if you want to get in touch with your opinions on The Red Queen, what did you think? Did you believe Marvin? Did you not believe Marvin? You can. Did you believe us? that her brother was dead? Yeah. You can tweet us at. Bookworm podcast, yeah. Or you can email at uh, email us. The email is thebookwormpodcast at gmail dot com. You're getting so good at this. I've done two in a row, and I'm just. <laughs> I will have forgotten them by next time we do them, though. Oh, great. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just can't remember them. <laughs> oh, well, until next time, it's been a pleasure, and you know we feel great because we just had a Mackey's and we've really enjoyed our day of lots of podcasts. Yay! Bye. Bye. <laughs>